Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. This is Richard Gearhart. And Elizabeth Gearhart. Welcome to Passage to Profit on WOR 710, the voice of New York. At Passage to Profit, we're all about the creativity, energy, and excitement that comes from starting your own business. Ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Yes, people just like our listeners. People who are excited about taking a leap of faith and starting their own business. With so many tools and opportunities, there's never been a better time to start your own project. Get inspired by listening to Passage to Profit right here on WOR 710. You'll get great advice from those who made the journey and get great tips and inspiration. Tonight we have, as our special guest, Angelo Sorrenti, the miracle trainer with us. And to quote a recent New York Times article, there are plenty of weight loss wizards and body sculptors out there, but few can boast the results or high profile clientele of Angelo. Known for his work with overweight or undertoned moguls and models, his fashion world clients include John Galliano, Gemma Ward, Lily Donaldson, Esty Ginsberg, Holly Peterson, Julie Ordun, and Fabian Barron, who shed a whopping 70 pounds in four months. So welcome, Angela. Thank you, Richard and Elizabeth. Thank you for having me on your show. And we also have with him Kenya Gibson, who's our iHeart Media Maven, who's going to be discussing this with Angelo from a woman's perspective. Hi, everybody. Angela, why don't Thank you tell us about your fantastic method? I do uh, the SOM program, which is now... Um, my well-known program, and it's uh, something I've started many, many years ago uh, when I was an athlete. Uh, and it's been an evolution of now 25, 30 years to what it is now. And what I like is that it's as I am. You're not forcing people into some strange contortion they can't do with 100 calories a day or whatever. It's as their bodies work, you work with them, right? Well, that's uh, that came in the years. It, the name... Uh, is really the name of my company, as I am, which really means Angelo Sorrenti Integral Events Manipulation. Now they know that's that, that was the marketing thing around it, which I think is really cool. But it, it happened because in the years, people started seeing this as a lifestyle. They just loved the way they feel done it, and the way, and they just wanted to keep doing it, and and it became a lifestyle, and it's very healthy. Uh, and so as I am, they wanted to be like me and that's how I created it and it became as I am. But back then, years ago, it was just the program. Really, the program is really the manipulation. It's called the integral manipulation today. But, you know, years ago, it was just the program when I used to design when I was an athlete to improve my performance. And then through the years, it just evolved into what it is today and it can help regulate many health issues and basically recodes the metabolism. That's why today it's called the manipulation, the integral manipulation, because it literally manipulates the metabolism. So one of the things that you talk about in your program is that you're not really putting people on a diet right? It's a metabolic shift. And your goal is to try to tune the diet to each individual person based on metabolic principles. Yes, Richard. Basically, I do many other programs, which are normal diets, which I classify under the category diet, dieting. Uh, Now, a diet is a caloric control intake. So if you want to lose weight, you lower your calorie intake. If you want to gain weight, you raise your calorie intake. And that's the science of dieting. That's what's known today of dieting. There's not, nothing, nothing much more to it, really. The manipulation, I don't classify it as a diet. That's why I call it a manipulation. And, it, and it's really a regulating program. 
That's it's not even a weight loss program. I don't I don't see it as a weight loss program. It's a regulating program, uh, and uh, uh, the manipulation has nothing to do with calories. That's why I don't. And, and the whole concept and approach is completely different than dieting. Uh, you actually receive plenty of calories to function well. It's almost the opposite. Uh, the manipulation regulates your metabolism by giving the metabolism by giving your body every all the calories and nutrients that you're actually missing so that you can start functioning well. Take us through a typical program. I mean, how would you, you would do an assessment first, right? And then what would you do? Yes, I first have a, a consultation. A first consultation helps me to understand, uh, to have a first understanding of what, what the situation is and um, what the, the person's goals are, uh, what, what are their, her issues. And I can make a first assessment and, and, and tell her what blood test I require, I would like to see. Uh, then I give her the blood test that I would like to see. Once I receive the blood results, I do a blood analysis and I design the program, which is tailored on that person because it's based on that blood analysis that I come up with. And believe it or not, this is how I learned how unique we are as human beings. There is no program, no SM program that ever came out the same or even close to another one. Hmm. And that's how different we are, and that's how unique we are as, 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 as human beings. Our metabolisms are all different. We all require different things. That's also why there is not one diet that fits all. So Kenya, you're also an expert in the field of fitness and diet and nutrition. Why don't you talk a little bit about your perspective on some of these concepts? Yeah, well, I just want to talk a little bit about the uniqueness. So. How Angelo and I met was via my sister, actually. He connected with her. He had a dog that he brought to her, and uh, we kind of divinely connected. I, as a trainer, have been struggling for the past, I would say, six to eight months myself. So I'm going to be very transparent and say that I am not in a place physically where I feel very great about myself, right? I've been struggling for the last, I'd say, year with gaining over 30 pounds. Mm. And just going back to the uniqueness of a program like this, I couldn't figure out what was going on with me. You know, I never really had an issue with weight before. Um, my hormones were crazy. I yo-yo dieted for years. I, I ruined my metabolism. So when I say I'm an expert, I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert. I'm a fitness trainer who is still learning and acquiring information and getting to the point where I can better serve the people that take my classes. Angelo has kind of been a godsend because he's been able to really help me look at my health from a different perspective. So for me at this point, it's more about not just losing the weight, but getting to a place where I'm healthy and I'm balanced. And that's what I'm looking to achieve. We haven't officially started yet, but just in terms of like what has been going on internally, like with my blood work and my my insulin levels. And I mean, I, there's there's quite a few things that are going on that um a doctor wouldn't necessarily be able to pick up on. And I was going to an endocrinologist for the last eight months and was told that I was fine and I didn't have a lot of issues and my levels look normal. But I, you know when you know something's like wrong still? Because I work out, you know, all the time. I teach probably two to three classes a week. I teach spin. I teach a bunch of different things. And I wasn't getting results. Like my body wasn't responding anymore. And that's where... Angelo and I connected and he's been able to kind of give me better insight as to what needs to be tweaked so that I can start on a healthier journey. So I've been on every diet in the book. Yeah, <laughs> and, and even some that aren't written down, by the way. That's, uh, that's exactly what my clients tell me when they come to me. Yeah, actually. And, 
And, you know, it's you're so right. This is like personalized medicine because Mm -hmm. what works for one person does not work for the next person. And it's kind of like finding the secret, like what's actually going to finally work so that I don't feel like I'm dying when I'm on a diet, right? It's holistic medicine. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's how to help your body heal through nutrition and through natural herbs and plants and roots. And uh, the body has the ability to heal itself. The body is an incredible machine. Uh, It's very fascinating to me. And um, as long as you show it how and you understand it and you know how to play with it, to trick it and to stimulate it, the body will heal. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it takes longer, it takes a little more time, but the body will heal and, and go down to natural performance. And what I'll say versus my expertise versus Angela's expertise, like I've kind of gotten certified under everything under the sun. Like I have an exercise science certification. I teach a bunch of different classes, but there's so many more layers to that. And like, I don't really have that nutritional component and it is when it comes to getting the best results fitness-wise, nutrition is a huge part of it. What would you say? It's like 80-20? The way I divide it is 60% nutrition, 30% is training, and 10% is rest. Rest in, mm. in terms of recovery. It's very important to rest, to have the right sleep, but also to rest a muscle based on the stimulus you have exercised and, you know, and based on your goal, how many days after you have to rest it before you train it again. So recovery in, under all these forms of rest is very, very important for the muscle to grow and adapt. And I think that's kind of what I was getting at, too, is I have dieted. I've gotten down to a normal weight. I've maintained it, but I haven't felt good, mm. like really good. Like it's been a long time since I've had the energy I had when I was 20 and everything was working right and I felt great. It sounds like you can get people back to that point. Yes. So here's what happens. When, first of all, we got to say that today's day... We live in a world full of toxins, chemicals everywhere. Uh, There is chemicals in soap that are very unhealthy for your metabolism. They can shut down certain functions of your metabolism. Everything that has written fragrance on it, that whole fragrance thing, whether it's a perfume, whether it's a soap, whether it's a shampoo, when there is in the ingredients, when even though they say there is no ingredients that it's bad, the one, the name, but when then there is the word fragrance, under that word, there is a lot of toxins that they're not, they don't have to disclose to the FDA. So then, so that's, that's a problem. And a lot of those chemicals in those, under that word fragrance are actually very toxic for the metabolism. And they can shut down certain energy process, productions, pathways, and certain, certain hormones as well. Uh, they can make you infertile. Uh, I mean, there is a lot of things that go with it. So uh, also a lot of things with foods and the way the, the way the foods are processed and all that you know, people, all the stuff that people know. Also lifestyles and especially the yo-yo dieting that Kenya was mentioned before, which I believe is the number one cause of obesity in America. I mean, all these other things are contributing factors to it, but I think dieting the wrong way is what throws the metabolism off more than anything else. I agree. And, 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 and in time, whether you're dieting, whether you're yo-yo dieting and you cause more problems than, than actually doing any good, and, or you have a bad lifestyle and aging a little bit, and all these toxins that we absorb, we throw off these metabolic functions. The metabolism is like an engine that creates energy, that, and it's a, it's a chain reaction of metabolic processing. 
and and when one thing goes off because everything is linked and works in synergy together when one thing goes off everything else starts going off you're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard Gerhardt, Elizabeth Gerhardt, Angelo Sorrenti, and Kenya Gibson on WOR, the voice of New York. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gerhardt Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gerhardt Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. We'll have a few more minutes talking to Angelo and then go into the pitch presentations. We have two entrepreneurs pitching their companies tonight, and after the pitches, you, our listeners, can go to the Passage to Profit page at GearHeartLaw.com and vote for your favorite pitch. That's Gerhardt Law, G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can vote for a week, but everybody only gets to vote once. So get your friends to vote. Listen to the show. If you really like what you're hearing, go on and vote and get everyone you know. And just remember the name of the show by imagining walking down a passage with a huge pot of gold at the end. Passage to Profit. And may your passage be short and your profit be huge. And if you want to be on the show, come to a Passage to Profit meetup in New York and pitch your idea to us. So go to the meetup website and look for Passage to Profit auditions and sign up. It's that simple. It's free to be on the show. All we ask is that you have a website and social media and that you promote the show on your website and social media. So, Angelo and Kenya, let's continue. Well, thank you for having having me back, first of all. It's been a while since I've been on with you guys, so that's super nice of you. Oh, super <laughs> nice to have you here. We always love having you on. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. And Angelo's with us today. Mm-hmm. Thank right? you. Hi. The miracle worker or the miracle the, trainer. Right, the miracle yeah. trainer. <laughs> If you get a chance, by the way, you should check out, uh, he has a video and you can access it through an article in the New York Times. And it's really one of the most fantastic things I've ever seen. It's it's like a beautiful piece of art. Mm. And you see Angelo doing his martial arts moves. There's a, a large piece of fiberglass, which is artistically created. Mm-hmm. And the video shows him moving through kicks and punches, blasting these clear fiberglass pieces all over the place. And the photography is just fantastic. And you, Angelo, look like such an incredible incredible athlete. I mean, I I don't even know how you do that. That's why everybody (laughs) wants to be like him, right? (laughs) Yeah, the whole concept of that um, article, besides in the article, then it explains about what I do and my company and all that. But the film was about me freeing the images that were inside those sculptures of fiberglass, the same way I free my clients from their, you know, insecurities and, and, uh, suffering from overweight or underweight or all these issues. So that was the spin-off on that video. 
Well, and they named me, the New York Times called me the Partisan, which are those freedom warriors back in the war, you know, that helped people. I mean, it's an absolutely uh, gorgeous video, and I highly recommend it to all of our listeners. So we it's, had... it's actually on my website. If they oh, want to okay. find so it easier, go... it's on my website, angelosorrenti.com. A-N-G-E-L-O-S-O-R-R-E-N-T-I. Okay, because I was going online. There's a couple different ways to spell it. So it's two R's and one T. Sorrenti, so yes. easy to find the website. It's like the city, Sorrento, but instead of the O in the end, there is an I. You know, Sorrenti. That, that kept coming up when I was searching Sorrento. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's supposed to be an I on the well, end. Well, we'd love, love to go to Italy, yeah. but... but <laughs> I do so. feel like the Miracle Trainer is a really great description because for some of us that struggle with health issues and overweight and not feeling good, it does feel like it's going to take a miracle to make us feel good again. The media has named me, they have called me everything. They called me, they first called me the body shocker because the manipulation is divided in five stages. It's five different stages. And each stage does a very specific thing in the metabolism, activates a different department of the metabolism. Each stage really shocks your metabolism into gear for the next stage. So back then they called me the body shocker. So the shocks 20 years ago were, were a little bit stronger. You know, now it's not only it has evolved even more, so you don't even feel them anymore. But at each, each phase, you would feel a little bit of that shock. Yeah, and I just want to talk a little bit about insecurities because you had mentioned that earlier on in this segment. When we realize that we get to a place where we need help, right, because we're all human beings, and that's kind of the point that I had gotten to. I, I shared a video with Angelo uh, that I had saw of myself, and I was like, God, that doesn't even look like the same person, you know? And I realized at that point that I had to, you know, make some changes. And it's it's frustrating, right? Because I kind of know all this stuff. Like, I know what I need to eat. I know what I need to do to exercise. I'm a professional in that field. But when your body and your metabolism is shut down to the point where it doesn't matter what you do, I'm just, nothing's going to change, and when, when I met Angelo, like that was like a glimmer of hope for me because I was doing everything possible to change my situation and wasn't. That's right, Kenya. When, the, when there is an imbalance in your metabolism, then you're not gaining weight because you eat, you're eating a little bit too much or, or not exercising. You're gaining weight because you have a, a, a malfunction in your metabolism, an imbalance in your metabolism. And there is very little you can do unless you regulate that metabolism, that imbalance in your metabolism again. So exercise, that's why I'd like to divide it in those percentages that I said before, 60, 60% is nutrition, 30% is training, and, and 10% is recovery. Exercise can never overcome your nutritional intake, especially if you have a metabolism that is not working at pristine condition. I love your approach. I remember when I was in gym class, right, in eighth grade, everybody did the same exercise right. and they taught the same diet. And it's, it's great that we're beginning to appreciate now that everybody's different, everybody needs a program, and so good that we have the tools to optimize health for each person now yeah. based on their metabolism and their chemistry. It's revolutionary. It is. I mean, I've been in this business, this industry, for a long time, and I've seen like people kind of come and go with things and nothing kind of sticks. 
and people kind of reinvent the wheel. And I just, I admire your approach. You're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard Gerhardt, Elizabeth Gerhardt, Angelo Sorrenti, and Kenya Gibson on WOR, the voice of New York. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gerhardt Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at Gerhardt Law. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law. www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearheart. Welcome back, entrepreneurs. Now we're at the pitch portion of our show. Uh, tonight we have two pitches, and each contestant will have a total of 12 minutes to make their pitch. The first two minutes they fly solo, and for that time, describe their project and put it in the best possible light. The remaining time is for the Inquisition, where they'll be challenged by Richard, Elizabeth, and Angelo to describe their project in greater detail and convince the audience their project is the best. At the end of the program, our listeners will be directed to the Passage to Profit page on the Gearheart Law website, where our listeners can vote for the pitch they like the best. So our first pitch is by Jesse Garcia from Tozuda, T-O-Z-U-D-A. Welcome, Jesse. Thank you. Like Elizabeth said, my name is Jesse Garcia, and I'm the CEO and founder of Tozuda. At Tezuda, we design, manufacture, and sell head impact sensors for concussion awareness. What I love about our product is how simple it is. It attaches to any helmet that you already own, and it changes colors from clear to bright red if you've gotten hit at a potentially concussive force level. What's novel about our patented technology is that it works without electronics. So it's all mechanical, no need for Wi-Fi, battery, Bluetooth. It's always on, so it's always capable of detecting forces and impacts in any direction. Because of this solution, it allows us to be the most affordable head impact sensor on the market, which was something I was really passionate about. I was a collegiate rugby player who got tackled during a game and my coach didn't realize I was hurt until three days later when she was watching the video footage. And because of that, I suffered from post-concussive symptoms for close to six months where I couldn't read. I had headaches all the time. And I, you know, tried to find something on the market. There was a $200 mouth guard that I simply couldn't afford. And our mission at Tezuda is to keep everyone safe and everyone deserves to play safely. And our device allows you that in a very simple mechanism where players could focus on playings, but coaches have a great warning and tool to know when to properly assess their players for a concussion. And with 38 million recreational athletes wearing helmets today, the CDC says that about 1.6 million concussions occur each year. But what's most startling about that is that 
six out of 10 concussions go undiagnosed. So our whole, you know, purpose for this product is to get people off the field safely and to proper medical assessment. And going further, it's like athletics and team sports is where our initial focus is for the company. But we've realized there's industries out there as well that have lots of head injury capabilities, such as construction workers, oil rig workers, and even military uses. So we're rolling out in 2019 with our manufacturing and selling our product actively. And we're really proud to be making this product 100% in the U.S. There's a lot of potential for helping people with something as simple as the Tezuda head impact sensor. So does it retrofit onto any helmet? Yes, attaches to any helmet. And I wanted to do that instead of creating my own helmet so it wouldn't be cost prohibitive. So you could choose, you know, everyone has their own preference with types of equipment that they like. So it simply attaches to the back and it's always on. So there's no missing connectivity or forgetting to turn it on before a game or going out for a ride. It's just always there to be a second set of eyes. What is the indicator like? I mean, how how does somebody know? whether the they have a concussion. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it starts off clear. It's a clear tube about the size of a AA battery that it attaches to the back, and that will turn bright red when a spring mechanism gets triggered. And we set those trigger points based on age and level of play. So say you're a football player and you're going into contact, it's not going to go off every single time, but if that force level is exceeded, you'll know that you have you know, close to a 75% chance of having a a brain injury. So can you reset it and reuse it? No. So we we purposely did that. As an athlete, I know there's nothing worse than missing out and playing a game. You always want to be part of the action. You always want to be practicing. But athletes have a tendency to want to hide their injuries. So we made it tamper-proof on purpose. So once it's activated, you know that that player is hurt and they can't, like I said, they can't turn it off. They can't hide it. It's a visible indication. And also another great thing about it, it's visible to everyone. So a fellow teammate, opponent, a referee, a coach, anyone could see this device and help each other out. Well, I think it's a great idea. And I love the fact that it can fit on any type of helmet. So that really expands the market for you considerably. I mean, because there's so many, so many different contact sports. Have you done any testing kind of showing the correlation between force that creates a concussion mm-hmm. and the, the indicator light? Yeah, absolutely. So we've done beta tests with like different teams in the tri-state area. And like one of them was Bergen Catholic football out in Jersey. They have are a nationally ranked high school team for several years now in football. And they were our first users of our product. And we had about 300 players using them. We had four activations. Three led to proper concussion diagnoses. So it's great. Like, I have to make this very clear. It's like our product is non-diagnostic. So the only person who could legally diagnose a concussion is a doctor. My job and our product's job is to get people off the field and to proper diagnosis. Because like I said, recovery time is incredibly important. And if you stay in play like I did, you know, one more hit can cause a one-week recovery time to become months of recovery time. This is very interesting. Actually, I had the same question uh, Richard said. That force of impact that Richard mentioned, it's different when you have no helmet or if you have a football helmet or if you have a motorcycle helmet and also 
what type of motorcycle helmet you have because there's different levels of motorcycles helmet. There is racing helmets, which have a, a higher force protection uh, level than, than normal cruising helmets. So I think this should be tailored also put in consideration the, prote- the level of protection of the type of helmet that you're using. Uh, so that, that's, that's how it should be tuned as well. Absolutely. And then the force of degree, in, uh, calculating in also the force of degree uh, of where, when, when there is a concussion, there could be a concussion. Yeah. But, uh, but putting in consideration the, le- the, the protection that the helmet is providing as well. In our facilities in Philadelphia, we've tested every helmet under the sun that we could get our hands under. But how the device works is more correlated to mass and weight and overall mass. So, you know, it's not the same setting for a 200-pound male adult compared to a 75-pound youth level. So we do have different set points based on mass, and we do take all of those factors into consideration when we created the trigger settings. Well, I, I am a motorcycle rider, been a motorcycle rider my whole life, and I had a, a, a bad accident when I was younger, and uh, I got to say that I had a racing helmet, one of those professional racing helmets that can take a humongous amount of force, and I hit when I fell, and I hit all the poles, the light poles that were on the side of the road. Ouch! I, yeah, that's it's multiple poles, right? Not just multiple one. Multiple <laughs> poles because those were actually Ouch. the poles separating the driveway from the walkway. They were those walkways. Oh, okay, all right. So Ouch. they're all one next to the other, you know. Yeah. And I and I just went bang, 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 bang. And I hit them all, basically. Oh. And oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> you see the helmet. My helmet was. Scratched in the front, in the side, in the back. So I hit it uh, everywhere. But I had no concussion. The, mm-hmm. the actors, maybe I have a hard head from all the martial arts. <laughs> from, 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 from my martial art life yeah. and no. history. But, but I mean, I got to tell you, it, that's why I think yeah. it's, this is an incredible idea. It's just, mm-hmm. I think it's imma- still immature and in the beginning, in the beginning phases. I see that it, you stick it in the back of the helmet with a sticker. And it's just a plastic uh, glass tube, double A? Well, actually, it's made out of impact-resistant polycarbonate. So that could withstand a normal blow. The impact. Yeah, and we've done environmental testing. So these adhesives aren't going to fall off unless... Well, let me say, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think that instead of the sticker, maybe it should be incorporated with... uh, with uh, different methods. And the other thing, if you really want to take this to the next level, what I think, where all the companies that make the helmets are going to want this feature. They're going to ask you for this feature, and they're going to incorporate it in the build-out of the helmet, and design of the helmet. This is how you really market yeah. something like this, yeah. is by incorporating it into the helmet and having some kind of GPS system that will automatically, when it senses the impact, it automatically calls 911 and gives a GPS signal of your location, yeah. Because when you fall off the motorcycle, you never know if you're passed out or if you are, or or and the other guy is maybe dead. There's and there's nobody around, and <laughs> you just bleed out, call, and right? you just yeah, bleed yeah, out. Yeah. But but they get the call, they get the alert in the GPS, and they get the location. Absolutely, and that, this is with great that, with that, you can, that yeah. then that becomes Uh-oh. an essential safety feature. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. that is Where, an awesome idea. We actually had a guy on the show a couple of weeks ago who fell off his motorcycle and did die. But he was and able they to call, him back to life. He was able to call nine one one. There was an ambulance right there, and they brought him back to life. But it he is was able right before he passed out. Right before he yeah. passed out. Imagine yeah. he had passed out before he was able to make that call, 
Right. And, and he wouldn't he, have come back. Yeah. And he wouldn't have come. He wouldn't have made it because they wouldn't have been there on time. That's where this when this safety feature would come in place, call mm-hmm. for you when it senses the impact. Give your GPS location so the ambulance can come. That sounds no, like stage two. Stage I'm, two. So, or maybe <laughs> stage three. So you've got um, make it an integral part of the helmets that the manufacturers are making, which I think is an excellent idea. And then the GPS signal to call 911. I think that's an excellent idea, too. Yeah. No, honestly, like, it's it's been such a journey to get to this point, to develop this technology. And our purpose at Tezuda is just to keep listening to our users, to keep making, you know, actually, when I first started this company, it was a mouth guard. Mm-hmm. You know, and people were like, I hate mouth guards. Mm-hmm. I will never wear this. I, you know, I don't want to wear this. And everyone just told me, can I put on my helmet? Can I put on my helmet? And that's where it evolved to. And there's all different types of users too. every sports difference. So like the needs of I ride dirt bikes on like my needs when I'm trail riding versus a hockey team are much different. But we're flexible because the application of the technology can be applied to like all these different groups and um, you know, just trying to stay focused in one area first to get our, our feet wet. This is really our first year going into market would be 2019. We're right at the onset, but I loved your feedback, Angela. I'm just kind of curious about how frequent are concussions in high school, college athletics? Yeah. Does it happen once a game? Does it happen, you know, given a yeah. 100 players on a football, you know, two football teams or something? How, how many people actually suffer concussions during athletic events? Yeah, well... Obviously, it depends on the sport with the frequency. But like I said, according to the CDC in recreational sports, it's about 1.6 million each year. What's crazy about that number is that 90% of them don't result in loss of consciousness. And that's what most people think is the symptom of a concussion is being knocked out. Mm -hmm. So that's where my device comes in. So I had one more thing to say. So my son had one concussion that he got skiing. He wasn't wearing a helmet. And they're like, why was it? I'm like, I never skied a day in my life. I didn't know he needed one. (laughs) But but he played football all through middle school and high school. So you're making me think now he probably did have some there that we missed. But this was the other thing about our son. He broke his hand in like first quarter of a middle school game and played the whole rest of the game with a broken hand and had a meltdown when we told him he couldn't play for the next six weeks because his hand had to heal. He just wanted to play with a broken hand no matter what. I think that's how boys, a lot of them at that age, and girls too, are, like you've said. They don't want to quit playing because they've hurt themselves. Well, yeah. and, and I want to get one of these for my college roommate because my college roommate <laughs> fell out of the same tree seven times <laughs> and hit his head when he was growing up. So I want to get him one of these for absolutely, Christmas. Absolutely, absolutely one of these. And, you know, speaking about your hand, it's like as an athlete, like there's nothing worse than being on the sidelines and seeing your teammates yeah. play. But I want to embrace being hard-headed. And I want athletes to be so hard-headed that they realize, like, I'm not going to be able to play the rest of the season if I don't sit out this one game, you know, because like their recovery time, it's vastly different if you address it immediately. Mm -hmm. And it's like a week, maybe two weeks tops compared to what I suffered was six months. Right. And that's and that's just from not addressing it right away. So um, I think athletes recognize the issue and, you know, the education out there has gotten so much better. Um, So I'm hoping it's a it's a positive trend that we could keep. Uh, influencing. What is your website? Yeah, you could uh, visit us at tazuda.com, which is spelled T-O-Z-U-D-A. Um, also means hard-headed in Spanish. And you could find <laughs> us in uh, uh, Instagram. You could find us at Tazuda LLC on Instagram, Tazuda LLC on Twitter, and on Facebook at Tazuda. So 
And you're taking pre-orders now. Yes, we are. Our website's active. We'll be delivering sensors 2019. So really excited to be doing that. Awesome. You're listening to Passage to Profit on WOR 710, the voice of New York. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley's the Inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Welcome back, entrepreneurs. Our second and final pitch this evening will be given by Steve Kaufman. His company is Quick Kicks, and you have two minutes. Go. As is the case with many inventions, they are born out of a uh, personal story of need, as in the last contestant. And mine is no different. Um, my journey started when my son was diagnosed with scoliosis many years ago, and he had to wear this big torso brace to prevent the curve in his back from getting worse. But it also prevented him from being able to bend over and put his own shoes on. And that inspired me to create Quick Kicks which are the first fully supportive, totally hands-free footwear that allow people with various physical and cognitive challenges to easily step into the shoes and have them securely fastened without the need to bend over or use their hands, increasing their independence, their quality of life, their self-esteem, and their safety. The way they work is super simple. The rear portion of the shoe tilts back on a hinge, creating an extra wide entry, allowing your foot to slide right in, and as you step down, they rotate closed and fasten with a magnet. And to get out, you simply strike your heel on the floor and the momentum of your foot pops the back open and your foot slides right out. It's no bending, totally hands-free, and unlike flip-flops or Crocs, they securely fasten to the feet and they won't slip off. Um, so we started selling Quick Kicks online and we're already making a positive difference in people's lives. For example, uh, Jerome in Florida is an 83-year-old guy with multiple sclerosis who was able to put his shoes on independently for the first time when he got his Quick Kicks. Then there was this mother who actually broke down crying in my trade show booth before ordering a pair for her son with autism. And she was telling me that they get into a fight every morning because her son wants to put his shoes on by himself but got frustrated when he can't. So we're really proud and happy of the diverse group of people that we've been able to help so far. And uh, so please check them out at handsfreeshoes.com. We have a coupon code radio that'll get you 25% off your entire order. And uh, you can help make someone's life a little bit easier today. That is such a fantastic product. Thanks, Steve. I mean, I, you came to the pitch competition in New York and you show these, these shoes and you have a, a lot of different sizes and, and styles. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the options? Sure. Well, right now, um, they do come in a variety of sizes and styles for men and women. In men's, we have half sizes from 7 to 14 in three different widths, medium wide and extra wide. 
And for women, uh, they go in half sizes from 6 to 11 in two widths, medium and wide. And uh, we have a handful of styles for both. We're excited to um, be working on a new generation of Quick Kicks next year, which is going to be diabetic compliant. You brought a few pairs of shoes when you came to do the pitch audition. And I've got to say this. I, I mean, I buy shoes all the time, but the thing that got me... you don't me, have any like these. I don't have any, <laughs> but... No, I have ones that are ugly. So the thing that got me about these is these are not ugly. These are nice looking shoes. Like most of the shoes for people with foot problems look like, you know. Very like, institutional. Very institutional and ugly. These are nice looking shoes. Like, Thank you. Thanks very much. That was really one of our original design intents was to make them as much as possible look like typical footwear um, and have uh, be able to uh, have them in a variety of styles and things like that. Um, and but not look like some orthopedic Frankenstein monstrosity. So I don't know. Frankenstein had some pretty cool <laughs> shoes there in some of those early movies. But yeah. we I get have, twinch, you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I have wide feet, and for a long time, it's better now. All they had for wide feet were those hideous shoes, and it was so disappointing. I wore boys' shoes for a long time, but. It's so nice that somebody actually cares. Like, they, you're treating people like they're people. You like wore you, boy shoes? You never told me that. Yeah, growing up, they didn't have wide girl shoes back then. I'm uh. not that old, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, they would have looked good no matter what. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. But, but seriously, I, for me, I, th- I know there are other competition shoes that maybe the heel collapses a little bit, comes back up. This one, though, is nice because it comes back up and it, it cradles the whole entire ankle part, right? Heel exactly. Part. Yeah. They look uh, they look very comfortable. That's the one thing I was noticing. Yeah, uh, they are quite comfortable, and they all come with an orthopedic insole, which has uh, extra padding under the balls of your feet and gel cushioning under the heel and a lot of support. Um, and there's also antimicrobial coating in there mm-hmm. to keep your foot dry. healthy and dry. Yeah. Yep. My grandmother has these issues. My grandmother has, you know, it's a hard time because she's old and she's arthritic and she has a hard time in putting on shoes. This would be perfect for her, for example. Thank you. think I'm going to get her a pair. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing with the magnet on the back. So there's like a hinge around the heel, right? And then the magnet, that the, the heel sort of falls backwards. And then there's magnets on the sides of the shoes. And you push it forward and it clicks. It makes that cool clicking sound so you know that your shoe is secure. But... Do you ever worry about like the magnets coming undone or something and then the the shoe falls off or a tripping hazard or is it really, really strong? That's a great question. Um, So actually the magnet is underneath the hinge, underneath the heel. Mm. So you do have your entire body weight keeping the shoe closed and then the magnet gives it that extra security so it doesn't fall off your feet. And we actually have different strength magnets according to the ability of the user. So you do have to do a little bit of a heel strike to remove the shoe from your foot, but we want to be able to customize that experience for the consumers. So we have different strength magnets. So if you are like a frail 90-year-old woman, you as a very weak heel strike, we can put weaker magnets in there for you so that the shoes are easier to get out. If maybe you're a young guy, but you you could be a hand or arm amputee that's otherwise fully able but has trouble putting shoes on and has our shoes, we might put stronger magnets in there for you um, so that you can run around and things like that and they'll still remain secure on your feet. And the magnets are free to swap out 
um, if you needed to change out the magnets. So one other thing I'm seeing looking at this particular style that you have here is it looks like the top of the shoe where your toes go in is flexible. I think that's important for a lot of people with foot problems because sometimes your toes go wonky. You know what I mean? Like, I have a toe right now where the middle joint's kind of sticking up, and I can't wear I like I didn't the know real... that about you either. <laughs> you don't look at my toes? <laughs> but, but this has that... been a fascinating show. <laughs> I have weird feet, okay? But, but seriously, I mean, for people whose toes aren't perfect and perfectly flat, that flexible cloth top is really important. Well, that's a good observation. Um, I have two things to say about that. One, not so great. One, better, I hope. The existing styles that we have now, we did make an extra large toe box to give extra room up in the toe area. However, the shoe that you're looking at right now is not quite in production yet. This is a pre-production prototype of this diabetic-compliant shoe that I talked about where the flexible upper that you mentioned is super important, not only to accommodate certain possible toe and foot deformities, but also to make it extra soft. And a lot of people with diabetes have lymphedema, which is foot swelling. Mm -hmm. So the size of their foot changes over the course of the day, and this flexible upper material will accommodate that. Wow, I hope you start making that one pretty soon. That's And it's nice looking, too. The cool thing about the diabetic footwear, too, which maybe a lot of people don't know, is um, if you're diagnosed with diabetes and peripheral neuropathy, which is like nerve damage in your feet and things like that, there's about 8 million such people in the United States. They're eligible for free shoes. And we're going to be the first diabetic-compliant hands-free shoes on the market. When the time comes, we'll be able to go to their podiatrist and request a pair of our shoes, and they'll, through most insurance companies, be able to get them free of charge, one free pair per year. Wow, that's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, insurance reimbursement in this kind of industry is is really key. But I think the question that I'm dying to ask is, I mean, these things are so cool. You can just take your shoes, put them on and off without even having to bend down or do anything. So it would seem like there's a whole universe of customers, like balding, middle-aged, patent attorney, <laughs> radio hosts. We, we had really get kind of irritated when they have to put on their shoes. I mean, this would be a perfect product for somebody like me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was quite shocked as I started this journey and started to see the breadth and depth of the market that's available. I mean, I developed it for my son who is in a brace, but a lot of my customers are elderly who have uh, arthritis. They have chronic back pain. Um, Some of uh, Angelo's customers, perhaps, who are struggling with obesity might be able to benefit Mm -hmm. from something like this. Um, but then there's also all these neuromuscular diseases like cerebral palsy, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, and things like that. Even people with dementia can actually forget how to put on their shoes, mm-hmm. but they can get into these quick and easy. Then there's a temporarily needy, for example. There's over a million people a year getting hip replacements mm-hmm. now. Oh. And but isn't there, they go through a period of months of yeah. rehab where they can't bend over because the new hip could pop out. But, but wouldn't there be a market for just like normal consumers who don't have any of these ailments? I who, think Comfort, the wood. I think it's just comfortableness because I was thinking of when I was younger, me and my friends, it used to be a trend where we we would just have these sneakers that they were all either with no laces, we would just take off the laces, or we would have them really loose, the laces, that right, we could right. just slip in the foot I'm without having to tie anything. They were always tied. Right. They, we always kept them tied, but very loose. 
you know, it's we, when we, especially in situations where we had to take them off and put them back on, or, or you know, multiple times, depending on what or we just, were doing. Just those cool, were just really common. Or just cool shoes. I mean, yeah. you know, they do all sorts of things with shoes. Yes. You got like yes. toe shoes and different laces and Velcro and mm-hmm. high shoes and low mm-hmm. shoes. I mean, this is just could be another fashion thing. You know, well, so, I could see yeah. our son when he was a little kid playing with these. <laughs> Look what I can do over and over and over. <laughs> that's right. If you're in the grocery click. store oh, and they're throwing clicking. them down the aisle, then that's <laughs> no. no good, right? No, but, but he, he would have liked playing with these. But, yeah, I think that this is an unmet market need. And I think the reason why there are a lot of collapsible heels and a lot of shoes with no heel, but your heel with very little effort comes back up to give that support to the ankle and the heel so that it's much safer for people walking, you know, because – I've like screwed up my feet. I forget what I did one time, but the doctor said, well, quit wearing those flip-flops. Quit wearing those shoes without any heels. That's a huge issue that you touched on there. There's uh, slip and fall accidents, for example, are the leading cause of injurious death in older adults. And there's been studies that show a correlation between the type of footwear worn and slip and fall accidents. And older adults who are shuffling around in their bedroom slippers or walking in flip-flops or walking around in Crocs that have no support and no securing mechanism for the shoe are at a 1,000% greater risk of having a slip-and-fall accident. It results in over 28,000 deaths per year, and 95% of the hip fractures that occur are due to slip-and-fall accidents, and 50% of the people that have a hip fracture are unable to return to independent living again. Yes, oh. this so is it's very just common. A, a staggering statistics that are involved in terms of and how important the safety issue. So we do feel strongly that getting these vulnerable people into securely fastening supportive footwear as easily as slipping into those hazardous flip-flops is a huge win. So, Steve, what is on the bottom? Like, what is the tread on the bottom? This one that you're looking at now is a a rubber bottom sole, you know, similar to a jogging shoe. So, and it's ridged. So, these are like, you're not going to slip on a slick surface. Right, exactly. So, it's got a a non-slip. And and because because of the magnets, you you need to tell the users not to walk too close to metal walls, right? Because otherwise (laughs) they get their foot stuck and they can't move. (laughs) Very funny. So unfortunately, we're that powerful. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. This doesn't really happen. But anyway, uh, we're getting to the end of our segment, unfortunately. And thanks so much to uh, Steve Kaufman with his quick kicks. Tell us where we can find you. Please go to handsfreeshoes.com, all one word, and you can find us there or uh, call us at 888-656-2751. Elizabeth, you're smiling over there. Just uh, just smiling. Okay. I just love shoes. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of your favorite topics, and I didn't know about the bent toe or, <laughs> or the boy shoes. So. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, uh, you're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhart and our special guest, Angelo Sorrenti, and we'll be back right after this. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm at Gerhart Law. 
we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. And remember, everyone, to go to the Passage to Profit page at GearHeartLaw.com. G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com and vote for your favorite project. To summarize, our first pitch was by Jesse Garcia from Tozuda, T-O-Z-U-D-A. And our second pitch was by Steve Kaufman at Quick Kicks, Hands-Free Shoes. Listeners, kindly Google Passage to Profit and make your choice. Remember, you can only vote once and you have until next Sunday at 8 p.m. to vote. This evening's pitch contestants will receive a Passage to Profit t-shirt, woo-woo, and the best overall vote-getter for the month will receive an amazing Amazon gift card valued at $25, <laughs> wow. which may pay for your Uber ride to the station. <laughs> Maybe. So before we sign off, we'd like to say thanks to everyone who participated today. You know, Richard and I really enjoy hearing from our guests and the new, the pitches. <clears throat> we feel like we're looking at the future and, and I learned really all exciting. sorts of things about your feet. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very exciting. And that's what we love about doing the show and being in the entrepreneurial space. So, yeah, I agree. The pitches were awesome. And I want to say thanks again to our guest, Angelo Sorrenti. And you honestly took us over the top in so many ways. That video is going to stay with me for a long time. So, <laughs> listeners, if you get a chance to check it out on uh, Angelo's website, you should. And do you have any final words? Thank you, Richard and Elizabeth. It was great. Um, the pitches were great, fantastic ideas, innovative ideas. Keep active because training is part of life. And stay healthy and eat well because what you put in your body matters. Absolutely. So we would like to thank you and our media maven, Kenya Gibson, who was also on the show today. Our producer, Noah Fleischman, Rob, our engineer, and the whole iHeart team. So don't forget to join us next week for another excellent speaker and another round of pitches. And listeners, you can start thinking about what your pitch will be. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart on iHeartRadio with Passage to Profit, WOR 710, the voice of New York. Mm-hmm.